0: Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about where we should praise God. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about praising God and where we can do it. And this isn't some kind of trick question, we already know the answer, but I think it's important that we get a reminder from time to time that our praise isn't limited between four walls. And and truly, it never should have been. We can worship and praise our Creator everywhere we go. The 100th Psalm starts out, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You know, what I find interesting is that Psalm 100 still talks about going somewhere. Yes, we can worship God anywhere but it still says go enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And over and over in the Bible we are told to go and worship both in the Old and the New Testaments. In the New Testament we have the great commission. Jesus said go and make disciples. And God also asked his Old Testament people to come to the temple to worship. They could praise God anywhere, pray to God, sing to him anywhere. But most of this happened at the temple. That was where the people would go to be closer to God and worship him. But we don't have a large stone temple anymore. It was destroyed in 70 AD. So where do we go? We are called to go, but... Go where? You know, we talk about going to the church, but we know the building we meet in is not the church. It's just a building. Granted, we perhaps dedicated that building to the worship of God, but the building is not the church. Our praise isn't constrained between its walls. You know, The world mourned just last year over the fire at Notre Dame. A building, an incredible building, but still just a building. People were praying for the cathedral because for many... That's where they envisioned we go to God to praise him. Yeah, of course, we regret the loss of history and of beauty that went up in flames last April. But I certainly don't regret the loss of a church because it didn't happen. We are the temple of God, not brick or limestone or wood. People who follow Christ, they are the temple of God. Ephesians chapter 2 Verses 19 through 22 says you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit building or not the church is growing into the holy temple of the Lord, a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, Peter said that if we repent, if we're baptized, then we'll be forgiven our sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we have that gift, then we have God living in us. And as the church, we become a people where God resides. That's why we praise him everywhere we go. And when we are with the church, we're able to praise him as well. When we get this kind of praise and thanksgiving and and worship right, it will change our lives. Paul wrote uh, to the Corinthians that when an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his hearts are disclosed. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, verses 24 and 25. You know, when we do what we're supposed to do right, we create an atmosphere where newcomers, even unbelievers, are convicted of their need to worship God because we are worshiping the way we should. People are drawn in when we are worshiping God everywhere and with everything we have. So when I say that we can praise God Everywhere. Don't take that to mean that we shouldn't gather together with the church. Of course, we must. As Jeremiah said, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all you men of Judah and who enter these gates to worship the Lord, in Jeremiah 7 2. You know, God wants us together to praise Him and thank Him and sing to Him and remember Him and talk to Him, but He also wants us to keep that spirit of rejoicing when we depart. We embody the temple of God, and so we can praise Him everywhere we go. Our whole lives should be acts of praise and thanksgiving. That is the greatest purpose we can have in this life. And for Christians, as God's chosen people, this is something that is woven into our identity. Praise is just what God's people do. Uh, Psalm twenty-two, twenty-three. says, you who fear the Lord, praise him. Psalm 33, one tells us, shout for joy in the Lord. O you righteous praise befits the upright. And when we know God and when we try to live lives pleasing to him, joy and praise and thanksgiving come to sit in our very center. And we can not help, but take that with us everywhere we go. Yeah, I think about the Ethiopian eunuch. After he was immersed in water for the forgiveness of his sins, he rose up. And when Philip was taken away, the Ethiopian went on his way rejoicing. He was a transformed man and he couldn't help but to shout for joy to the Lord. And the faithful throughout the Bible show us that praise and worship has always been something that could be done anywhere. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they worshiped God in the wilderness. David, he worshiped out on the hills while taking care of the sheep. The prophet Daniel worshiped God in the quietness of his room. You can worship God anywhere. You always have been able to. Jesus told us the parable where the king separates the sheep from the goats, and the sheep will get an inheritance because they fed him when he was hungry, and he gave him something to drink, and when he was thirsty— uh, he invited him in when he was a stranger, clothed them, looked after him, visited him in prison. Uh, all these things, they cared for him when they didn't even know him. The goats never did that, even though uh, I'm sure they would have if they, were, if they would have known that they were in the presence of the king. And that's part of the reason the world likes church buildings. Church buildings, they make everything a whole lot easier when we want to act like the goats. If we could just confine God, the four walls, then we could be sure to put on our Sunday best in front of the king, but then go and neglect our neighbor on Monday through Saturday. As long as I have to go to a building to worship, then I don't have to worship him anywhere else. But the returning king in that parable said to the goats, that is not the case. He will say, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat and so on. And then they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly, I tell you whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. As the psalmist wrote, enter his court with praise, but recognize his court is not a building or a stone temple or a monastery, but it is our entire life. Everything we do should be an act of praise, an act of worship. We can't escape that responsibility when we leave a church building. So praise God everywhere. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word, and I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at right now.